Hey friend, welcome to the Bible Tracked Echoes radio broadcast. I'm Mike McCurry, your host. As always, I greatly appreciate the fact that you would tune in, and I especially am thankful for the fact that you would tune in today. Here we are, the last week of the year. We introduced a topic, a concept yesterday on the broadcast that's kind of appropriate. It's a little apropos for where we are, or should I say, where I am. You see, I'm coming to you right now from Thailand in Southeast Asia. What a blessing it is to travel internationally. What a blessing it is to participate in a little bit of international missions. Now, you realize I've said this before. You may have even heard me say it in the last couple of weeks, but we are all missionaries where we are. I know, I know there's a romance to geographical remoteness. I realize that things far away have just a little bit of a glimmer, a shine to them that our own backyard does not. But you do realize that your zip code is foreign to the vast majority of the world. You and your life, you're going to interact with people that I will never, should I live to be 110, I would never interact with. And so I ask you today to be a missionary right where you are. But today and this week, and I've had, I've had such a phenomenal opportunity, such a wonderful time, really. I get to spend some time in the country of Myanmar, old Burma. Beautiful nation, beautiful people. Today and tomorrow, actually, I'm in Thailand having a wonderful time. I get to speak uh, to some Thai children in a school in the coming moments. And so I'm thankful for all of these opportunities. But I will tell you this. That God, though he can use me where I am, and though he can use you where you are, I have a sneaking suspicion that he may, just quite possibly, he may want more from you. We shouldn't be complacent. We should be content. Yes, we've talked about this in previous weeks. We should be content, but not complacent. And so I asked yesterday, and we continue today, are you ready for an adventure. I'm not talking about packing your bags and going halfway around the world. I'm asking, are you ready for an adventure right where God has placed you? Very quickly, by way of context, let's look at the book of Joshua, chapter 14. Uh, A few stories, a few thoughts from my time in Myanmar might Uh, percolate to the surface. And actually, I'm thinking of one right now I've got to share with you. I'm hoping this won't get me in trouble with any Myanmar Burmese authorities. You just keep it between you and me, okay? Realize that Myanmar is a nation that has been dealing with a military coup. The military is not looked well upon. Uh, They were heroes. They were like Most Americans look at their military as people that are willing to stand in the breach, stand in the gap, and protect those that can't protect themselves. That was the view of the military up until recent times. But the last couple of years, the military, uh, led by a dictatorial leader, have swept the country, killing people. Uh, it's, It's horrible. And the PDF, the People's Defense Force, fights back. And not all of the PDF is as pure as driven snow. They're not completely righteous, but they're definitely fighting against a predominantly corrupt military. 
What that means is Myanmar, some could make the case, it is a little bit of a failed state. It, it's regressing. It is. It had much promise to maybe even ascend out of uh, a classification as a third world nation, but because of current circumstances, it, it would definitely probably be considered third world across the board. I flew into Myanmar, took a small little prop plane from Bangkok. I had to fly. I had all kinds of travel problems and things. We'll get to that another time. But finally, took off in Bangkok and was about to land. Uh, finally landed. My phone wasn't working. I have uh, my carrier supports international calling in 210 countries, they tell me. Uh, apparently, Myanmar doesn't appear to be one. At least it wasn't at the time. I got it rectified later on. But my SIM card, I needed, I needed a local SIM card. I didn't have one, didn't know I needed one. I was not feeling well. My stomach was bothering me. Uh, I get off the plane. Yeah, they take a bus from the plane. You have to walk down the stairs. It was, this wasn't a major airport situation. Walk down the stairs, get on a bus, get bus to the terminal, walk in the terminal. I happen to be one of the first ones off the bus. I get to the immigration and it's a bored-looking gentleman in a immigration officer uniform and all those things. And he just wants to get my paperwork and get me done, get everybody through. And I was thinking, oh, man, I'm not feeling good. I'm hoping I don't have problems. I just want to get off. I'd been traveling for, I don't know, 36 hours at this point total. It was, it was a mess. And so here I am. And I realize that he's asking me a question. I can't quite understand it. What he's asking me is for the address that I'll be staying at. You see, on my declaration form that you're supposed to fill out on the plane, I hadn't filled it out completely because I was waiting to land to text my compatriot, the gentleman I was traveling with. His name is Baji Bob, Bob DeWitt. He's called Baji over there. And I was waiting to text him for the address so I could fill it in. But I had no texting. I had no service. I had no ability to talk to him. No bueno. And he's very insistent, this man is, the immigration officer. I've got to have an address. He won't stamp my paperwork. He won't let me enter the country. Now, it's funny because it was kind of juxtaposed between him being very laissez-faire and laid back and, and just wanting to get me through, but he had to have the address. And so, I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do. Do I... Google it? I can't Google it. I have no service. I, I, I didn't even know what hotel I was staying at. I was thinking, what, what if I just look up an address? I couldn't even do that. I had no idea. I don't know how their numbering systems work. And I'm thinking, God, you got to help me. And he, the immigration officer, he wasn't giving me any help. He would just continue to speak to me in the Burmese language. I don't understand the Burmese language. And finally, in a stroke of, oh, I don't know if we call it inspiration or desperation, I wrote down, you realize, remember, the man I was going to be traveling with, his name is Baji Bob. I know how to spell Baji. I wrote down, number 12, Baji place, Yangon. I scribbled it, actually. Figured this gentleman doesn't probably read English. I'm hoping it's good enough for him. He takes it, glances at it for just a moment, and stamps it. You say, Brother Micah, that was surreptitious. That was a falsehood. You're exactly right. And I apologize, and I should probably beg the Lord's forgiveness. But I will tell you, I did not know what else to do. 
And so I scribbled number 12, Baji Place, Yangon. That was not the address I was staying at. But it was good enough to get me in the country, and it was the start, actually, the continuation, considering my travel problems, it was the continuation of a grand adventure. I ask you today, are you ready for an adventure? That story took a little longer than I anticipated, so very quickly, let's sum up where we came from yesterday. Remember Caleb and Joshua in the Bible? Remember how they were part of 12, a dozen men sent into Canaan to get a report on the land. And some of the men came back and said, there's giants and there's problems. And But Caleb and Joshua, they brought back a good report. They said, I think we can do it because God is our God. Jehovah is our father. We can accomplish this. But of course, the people of Israel, they were swayed by the 10 bad spies. And because of that, they staggered around in the wilderness for 40 years. But Caleb was given a promise. He was told that you will be given a special place. Joshua chapter 14, verse number 9. Moses swear, this is Caleb speaking. And Moses swear on that day, saying, Surely the land whereon thy feet have trodden shall be thine inheritance and thy children's forever, because thou hast wholly followed the Lord my God. Caleb, here in Joshua 14, is bringing to Joshua's remembrance this account, this story. He said, remember, Moses promised me, God promised me, that I was going to get a special place, a place called Hebron. Why was Caleb so ready for an adventure? Let's talk about this Caleb character for just a moment. Caleb was the optimistic spy. Caleb, of course, he was sent to scout out of the promised land. He was one of those 12 spies. And Caleb returned believing Israel could conquer Canaan. When was the last time I asked you that you were optimistic about what God could do with and through you? Or is everything an opportunity for a pity party? Is everything an opportunity for a pessimistic perspective? Is everything an opportunity to doubt the domination of God? I hope that's not the case for you. When was the last time you believed God so greatly that you were willing to be optimistic about what he could and wanted to do through you? I ask you today, are you a spiritual optimist? Now, I realize that things, circumstances, can be very difficult. I realize that we cannot anticipate a bed of ease all the time. Sometimes the cloud... Yes, it has a silver lining, but sometimes that cloud rains on our parade, even for the Christian. I am not a health, wealth, and prosperity gospel preacher, but I do ask you, when was the last time that you were optimistic about how good God is? My prayer today is this, that you will be a little more like Caleb. Uh, whether or not you're a younger person, a middle-aged person, or whether or not you're 85 years old like Caleb was, I'm asking you, could you be a little bit of an optimist for the cause of Christ? I sure hope so. I hope that together you and I can decide today 
that we will endeavor to serve God in an even greater way than we have in the past. And we can look back on the past blessings of God, the current circumstances that God has put us in, and the future promises of God. We can look at all of these things, the totality of what God has, is, and will do for us. And we could be a little bit of an optimist. We're going to continue the broadcast tomorrow, right here on the Bible Tract Echoes radio program. I'm so thankful for your attentiveness, for the fact that you joined me as I talked to you today from a hotel room in Thailand. I'm going to ask you, if you would, would you join us tomorrow? My prayer today from the far side of the world, as always, is this, that you'll have a great day for his glory. Let's tell someone about Jesus today, would you? We'll talk to you tomorrow. God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tract Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample booklet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 130, Dwight, Illinois, 60420. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.